Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Okay, welcome in. Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. I think that song is a little premature. We had it in the can. We may hang on to it or we may not. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Uh, Coach Mike Lyle, I assume he's he's still sick, right? Uh, that's the assumption. I hadn't heard from him this morning, so uh, I'm guessing he's I, still. I'm here, Del. Oh, there I'm he is. Here. Hey, how are, how you feel, Clayton? I, I, I've been better, but I, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, great to have you, and I hope you feel yes, better. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, you got a you got a right to crow this morning. How you doing, man? Well, you know, things went uh, not as well as you planned, but uh, good morning, everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, instead of a red wave, it's sort of a the gentle lapping of the sea at sunset on the beach. Uh, just to, to say the least. Uh, just a splash with the tide. That's all. There you go. Uh, and we do have a, 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 a friend of the station and somebody who's with us quite frequently. Uh, Scott Becky. congratulations on winning re-election to the 64th District House in Tennessee, which, if people forget, is eastern Murray County. And basically, eastern Murray County, you know, from Cullioca up to Spring Hill and then, and then the city of Columbia. Uh, is, uh, you you represent so um, you were reelected handily last night and uh, congratulations. I, I appreciate it, Delk. You know it was uh, it's been a long 2022, uh, and I'm ready to put put this one behind me and uh, move on to the general assembly coming up. We're about seven and a half weeks away from starting session, uh, and so now we got to start working with uh, the city of Columbia, uh, Murray County, Spring Hill, Mount Pleasant, trying to figure out Senator Hensley, myself, and uh, Representative Capley now. Right. Um, about uh, what are the needs of Murray County and what things we can do to help them out in the General Assembly. Um, you know, infrastructure, paving projects, uh, stuff for the that comes down for the for the community that's going to make us better. Community block grants, uh, working on education still, working on health care, uh, just the whole gamut again. And then going into my third term, you know, being more of the uh, veteran members of the General Assembly, which is shocking to believe that. Over fifty-four members of seven of ninety-nine have three years or less terms in there, and so it's it's been a big, big turnover. Um, but uh, you know, there's going to be people looking for us for leadership, and uh, in Murray County, we will do the best we can to make sure that we get everything that Murray County needs. Uh, a couple of big issues are going to be is trying to work to get the impact fee for Murray County. Uh, that is huge. Number That's... number two is going to be uh, protecting the Duck River to make sure that our water our water source is safe. That is huge. And then uh, continue to work with getting the infrastructure we need as we continue to grow. Uh, one of the things you probably notice if you head north up 31, uh, they've extended the paving project from the crossings all the way down to the bridge by Saturn. Uh, Senator Hensley and I just kind of put a phone call in uh, and asked TDOT if it was possible to extend that project. They were very grateful with that. 
And so now we're going to have more paving projects down here in Murray County on roads that really need it. And then we'll continue to push for that four lane to the interstate of Bear Creek Pike. There you go. So just want to say thank you. And uh, we're out and about today. We're going to try to clean up Murray County, get all these signs picked up for everybody so life can return to normal for another year and a half. Well, congratulations on your re-election, and, and thank you for your service. Mr. York, you got a question? Yeah, let me say uh, congratulations, Scott, on re-election. Thank you. Thank and you. I hope we can get good, accurate information like you've been giving us on occasion from time to time. Well, where, th- the, where the money's being spent and who's sending the money and what's going on, you know? I will do my best to keep that as accurate as possible, Mr. York, and I'll tell you what, I'll invite you personally. You can come up to the General Assembly and spend a day with me, and you'll get all the accurate information yourself. And I invite anybody from, from Murray County who wants to come up and spend a day in the General Assembly, just let us know. You can accompany us to the committees, and you can, uh, if you want to come up Monday night or Thursday morning, you can see how a bill is passed and the debate that happens and be part of the process. And Scott, well, I've been up there several times, so I know how it, how it goes, but uh, thanks for the invite. My, my, my pleasure, Mr. York. And, and, and Scott, I'm going to hold you to, uh, at some point, I want to bring my grandchildren up. One of the things I'll never forget is my granddad and my dad taking me up and uh, Senator or State Rep Joe Kelly. I can't remember if he was in the Senate or the House. Uh, and you might know him. His um, son, I think he's retired, but he's a C- he was a CPA on the square right next to your offices. Uh, oh, um, Kelly. Um, um, his dad was Joe Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but at any rate, Joe Kelly was either in the, in the House or the Senate. Uh, of course, he was a Democrat back in those days, the mm-hmm. early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Well, well liked, uh, but I'm going on about something. But I just I remember my dad, and my granddad mm-hmm. taking me up. I was maybe seven years old, and uh, Representative Kelly uh, introduced a resolution uh, making me an honorary page. I'll never forget mm-hmm. that. So I want to recreate that experience for my grandchildren. Just uh, like I said, Doug, just reach out to our office, Jan Wright is my uh, executive assistant. Uh, she is outstanding for Murray yes, County. Yes, she is. I've met her two or three times, yes. And, uh, you know, if you want to uh, bring your kids up and uh, page for a day or just come up and, and have a, uh, uh, you know, if your teacher's out there, you want to have a field trip, come up to the General Assembly when we're in session, you know, uh, we'll be happy to, to host you and, and announce you on the House floor. And the kids really, really remember it of uh, being able to see how their government works. Yeah, it's a great experience, and it it really is a uh, a lesson for uh, children that that they'll never forget in civics and government. Again, though, Scott, I want to congratulate you. I want to thank you for your service. Uh, you'll be working now. Uh, you and Kip Capley, uh, you you represent the eastern the city of Columbia and the eastern side of the county. Kip Capley's district includes the western side of the county, uh, including. Of course, you know, uh, Hampshire, Lawrence, Wayne, Hampshire, William, well, yeah. in, in Murray County, Murray County, outside the city. Now, you've got the city of Columbia, but uh, Hampshire, uh, Williamsport, Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. and then his district goes down into Lawrence County, Wayne County, and to parts of Hardin County. But, but if it, and I'll tell us to everybody right now, and Mr. Kaplan uh, knows this, Representative Kaplan knows this, is that, you know, we all share the same roads here in Murray County. Right. If any, and I, I represented most of Murray County the, the previous four years. So if anybody has any concerns, feel free to reach out to our office. We'll let, you know, we can handle your problems uh, pretty easily up there for you and try to so- solve your issues. And then we'll just let 
uh, Representative Capley know that we're helping someone in Murray County that's in his district, and then he'll probably just do a follow-up call with you after after we solve the problem. Yeah, I anticipate y'all work very well together. Folks, to those of you who don't know Kip Capley, I, I, I recommend you get to know him. He's a young man, 24 years old, uh, and he won, in my view, because he just out-hustled everybody mm-hmm. else. He wanted the job very badly. And uh, I think he knocked on every door and shook every hand in his district. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. And uh, uh, he's he's a fresh face, uh, a very uh, bright uh, young man. Uh, and I look forward to great things from Kip Capley. And I look forward to, Scott, to you and Kip Capley working together to uh, represent Murray County. Big job. We'll get it done for you. I know. I know. Right. I know. Scott Specky, thank you. You're heading out to pick up signs, right? Yeah, we're going to try to clean up Murray County here today. There you go. All right. Make Murray beautiful today. <laughs> Make Murray beautiful. All right. Come back. You'll be back Friday, I assume. We'll... Yes, sir. We'll All see right. you then. All right, man. Thank you. Good to have you. All right, Miss York. Uh, like I said, instead of a, a red wave, we've got the gentle lapping of the sea on the beach at sunset. Uh, it does look, though, as if... Uh, the Republicans will take the House uh, and uh, probably not the Senate. And that will be important. Uh, and folks, those of you who heard me saying vote for Andy Ogle, I hope you realize now from if you're a conservative how important that was because I think a lot of people in this county thought, well, you know, what difference does one more Republican make? There's going to be a red wave, and so I don't need to support Andy. You know, Republicans have got to stick together. Andy Ogles will not vote for uh, Nancy Pelosi. And it it turns out that his vote, his presence in the U.S. Congress is going to be a lot more important than I think a lot of you, perhaps even I, yeah, perhaps yeah, even I anticipated. But I, this that's why I said vote for Andy Ogles. Republicans have got to stick together. He's a Republican nominee and his vote <laughs> his vote as a Republican in the um uh House of Representatives of the US Congress is going to be a lot more important than uh, any of us perceived it would be yesterday. Yeah. So. Now, this country used to select people who had quality, who had character to put in positions, but it seems lately that that doesn't make any difference. It's just who screams the loudest and who follows the program of the party. And uh, the only support I see that, that you provide, Delk, is egging people on to run Nancy Pelosi out of the speaker, which Nancy has done an outstanding job. Of, of leading the group of divided Democrats across the, the, the nation uh, in, in doing some things that help people have better lives. And and I think the, the red wave, it's a lost version because I think people looked at the, this election. One, personal rights was, was a big issue. Inflation was a big issue. But also uh, having having someone of character that's going to do what they say they're going to do instead of make a clown of themselves. And I think the person this district has selected, the 5th District, uh, he talks about uh, stopping uh, IRS agents, which he can't do. (laughs) Uh, You know, just a whole lot of baloney that was fed to people. 
and uh, certainly it doesn't doesn't hold well with what his performance is going to be. He's going to be a junior congressman up there, and he'll get the last last office in the building. So you know he's going to have to show his merit. If he turns out to be good, well, all good and well for Tennessee. But if he doesn't, uh, he can be replaced rather quickly. Well, uh, Mr. York, I appreciate what you got to say, even though I disagree with just about all of it. Uh, but we will see. He is congressman-elect from Tennessee, and he will. His the first thing that he'll do is to vote against Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and in, in my view, that alone is um, it, that that that's worth the vote, worth the wait. Uh, I guess gas prices will go down too, huh? And inflation to decrease if he votes against Nancy. No, he's not. In, he's not. He's not the problem there. The problem there is in, in the president's office, and uh, gas is going to go up dramatically. Uh, and inflation is uh, is around. Uh, well, uh, maybe when the, with the Republicans in some leadership, they'll encourage the big oil companies not to take the billions of dollars of profit maybe that that'll cause gas to go down i don't know what they'll do about the worldwide situation because inflation is all over the world right now that's just a false premise and a failure to understand gasoline markets and how they work um but the the war on fossil fuels was paused uh during the election season uh it will be back on next week uh and and biden said so i mean uh uh he, he even last week he he said uh, he wanted to stop uh, any f- uh, further use of coal to for electricity, and then uh, the, uh, the this idiot John Pierre comes out and and she didn't deny that Biden wanted to completely eliminate coal as a source of electrical generation. Uh, she said that the president will not forget about the workers who live in coal mining communities, uh, meaning, uh, in other words, yeah, we're going to stop. The, we're going to stop the mining of coal. We're going to stop the use of coal, but we're not going to forget those workers in coal mining communities, which means, I guess, that they're going to retrain them to install solar panels. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know how how many times I have to say this, but. Two words I want you to look up in the oil industry, Del, and that's spare capacity. And I want you to find out how that affects the price of oil. Now, yes, the the country's going to go to EV vehicles sooner or later, but they're not going to shut down oil and coal all at once. It's a gradual transition. You can't school me in economics. I'm minored in that at Vanderbilt, and Democrats have utterly no understanding of economics. Well, well what is spare capacity? Tell the audience what spare capacity is if you, you major in economics. Well, first of all, that concept has nothing to do with classical economics whatsoever. What about the oil industry? Mr. York, it's not spare capacity. What the Biden administration is doing is they want to cut off all production of oil in this country. And Biden doubled down on that last week. He said, I'm going to stop drilling. He said it. All right, let's take a break.
60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUV financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We are back. 
Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. You there? I'm here, Delk. All right. Buddy. What are you doing? Broadcasting from your sick bed? Uh, close. Uh, I actually go to the doctor here in the next hour, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm here at my home. But yes, I'm, I'm I am actually feeling a little bit better today. Good. Clayton, Clayton, I could give you a little stuff in a jug that'll help you out, Mister York. Uh, dude number one, how you doing? Hey, Del, what's going on, Clayton? Yeah. I can give you a little stuff in a jug that'll help you out, my man. If I could keep it down, I would take it, Mr. York. It's strong enough to hold you. <laughs> there you go. All right. It's just we three dudes this morning. And, uh, Clayton, what's your take on what happened yesterday? Clayton? Well, I, you know, Del, I, I think uh, from a national, um, a national view of what happened, I think there's got to be some serious questions asked among the Republican Party. Number one, what happened? You know, the, all you heard about was this red wave, red tsunami. Um, it wasn't a good night for uh, for for candidates of President Trump. Um, you know, you got J.D. Vance going to win in Ohio. A significant who win. Trump, who Trump had um, campaigned for the night before. And he he just completely snubbed him in his victory speech. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be this battle between Trump and DeSantis. I think you look at what Ron DeSantis and Marco Rubio did last night in Florida. They both won Miami-Dade County. And DeSantis lost Miami-Dade by 20 points four years ago when he ran for governor. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, that would be like... Um... Yeah, Trump carrying Fulton County, Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, the Republican Party is going to have a decision they got to make. Or do they want to? Do they want to go down the same path again with Trump in twenty four, or do they want to go down uh, that path with DeSantis? And um, I mean, it's it's about it's about to play itself out. But you know, I still think uh, you know, like you said, that the Republicans are probably going to have a majority in the House. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in Georgia. Possibly, I guess, a runoff with Herschel and, and Warnock. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, definitely not what Republicans were expecting last night, for sure. No, it, it's not. Go ahead, Ms. York. I was going to say that the biggest thing I saw during the campaign period was that when your your fearless leader – came to a campaign, he did a lot of self-promotion instead of helping the candidate. And sometimes he barely mentioned the candidate that was running an office. So I think that's getting stale and old. People want to know what you're going to do about the future and not look in the rearview mirror at the past. And I think a lot of folks uh, felt that in this election, there were priorities about their personal rights that they valued more than the party. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure I know what to make of that. Uh, I will say this, though. You know, one of the things Republicans have um, gone on and on about is uh, cheating and counting votes for days. And, I, you know, you got to call it like you see it. I see no indicia uh, of, so far, I see no indicia of cheating or fraud. Uh I, 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 it, it may be out there, but I haven't seen it yet. 
And, and just think, Pennsylvania didn't take days like no, uh, they, they got the it. yeah, they got their vote counted last night, and uh, uh, Fetterman won. So, um, and, but they they're not still up there counting in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we need to give a big shout out to our local mayor Chaz Moeller for his victory. Also, he's been a good mayor and and looks to the future of bringing this city around to to even more prosperous positions. Well, certainly, congratulations are due to Chaz for a, a good race and uh, for uh, thank thanks for his first term and uh, congratulations on winning a second term. Uh, you know, and Clayton, though, more to what you're talking about, um, what what Georgia and Tennessee are not doing, uh, and it's probably a lot more important, you got to remember that down in Florida, DeSantis won by like two points four years ago, just barely won in a state that uh, everybody considered to be a, a purple state, a swing state. Now, through the work of the uh, Florida Republican Party, and I don't think it's so much DeSantis, but the Florida Republican Party, they've registered like 200,000 more Republicans in Florida in the last uh, four or five years. They have built the Republican Party from the grassroots up. Uh, The state, and, and again, we've talked about this at length, but... In Florida, in Florida, the the state, uh, the governor had legal, and, and this all comes from the state legis, the various state legislatures. He had the legal authority to go in and clean up the da- the Dade County Election Commission uh, after what happened, and it wasn't DeSantis. This his predecessor did this, but after the disaster, you know, for years, Dade County had been a cesspool of corruption. Uh, they always counted their votes for days until they got enough votes counted for the candidate they wanted to support. And, you know, it all culminated in the 2000 election where ultimately the Supreme Court ended up deciding, you know, who won Florida. And that so as Florida went, so went the election. And Al Gore lost and Bush won. But after that time, Florida decided to clean up Dade County and they did and the effect of it that democrats don't want to talk about the governor went in there and he fired the chair of the election commission and they put in an honest uh, election commission and the obvious effect of that though has been that there are all these conservatives out there and in dade county i mean you you've got to they've got to be black hispanic and white uh, who felt that their vote didn't count all those years, all of a sudden have started voting. And lo and behold, here you go. You got Dade County voting Republican, which I said would be like Atlanta, Philadelphia, and and Detroit voting Republican. And yet those fools in Georgia, Jack Kemp, Jack Kemp's just a one-man band. Um, he, you know... He he doesn't. The Republican Party is one of the things the Republican Party's got to do, as they did in Florida, is recognize that their base now is working class people who shop at Walmart for their groceries and dry goods every week. Jack Kemp not only is not going to court those voters, he despises them. This is Georgia, and 
he despises them and, and and doesn't want to be in the same room with them. And I think, and they continue this. You know, I heard Rothenberger, the Secretary of State, who's Kemp's running buddy. You know, talking about suburban women. You know, folks, if you're just running around chasing Volvos and Buckhead, you know, you need to be out in North Georgia and South Georgia at Walmart with the greeter. And the Republican Party in Tennessee, and in Tennessee, the Republican Party is just the accidental majority. The Republican Party has done nothing uh, as an organization to increase its footprint, to increase turnout, uh, to make things happen. It's just that people are just voting Republican and through no fault of the Republican organization, which has got some major problems in this state, starting at the chairperson. I can't remember that dude's name. Clayton, you remember that dude's name? We may have lost uh, that, that would be, um, oh, good gracious, what is his name? Just a grade A Dumbo. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll think of it here in a second. Yeah, and uh, uh, so the the take home lesson to me is you know, and, and look what look what Florida did. Um, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina. Uh, they all need to be looking at what Florida did and figure it out. Um, well, they got a different makeup in Florida. You know, you got the the Cuban contingent, you got Venezuela, a lot of uh, different ethnic groups there, and for some reason they buy into the the what the Republicans are, are sending them, and and it's not that they are so much for the working person because there's not much that any Republican has done for the working person. They've done a lot for the very, very rich. Well, of course, and a I lot disagree. of very, very rich live down there. That, that, that is so 40 years ago, Mr. York. Um, no, that's that's recent. Scott, Scott Golden is the head of the Tennessee Republican Party. Scott Golden. Scott Golden, yeah, uh, is his name, and he's not impressive. Uh, and like I said, the... You know the the Republican majorities, and I think the Republicans picked up several seats in the Tennessee legislature yesterday. The Republican, you know, control of the state house, the the governorship, uh, are through absolutely no fault of the or no tribute to the Republican Party organization of Tennessee. It's just that's what the you know they they've done nothing to create the majorities that they have and uh, Republicans need to start in these southern states need to, well all over the country need to look at what Florida did uh, it's absolutely remarkable one of the things one of the things that started them though is that they had that disaster in 2000 which prompted them to go in and clean up uh, the voting process in the worst uh, s-hole they had which was miami-dade county and uh, not you know i don't even think floridians though realized what was going to happen uh you know they thought at least they'd get an honest vote uh among the citizens of miami-dade county but they thought it would still be a democratic vote um 
But what nobody realized were the number of people who had been oppressed suppressed because they didn't think their vote counted. And now they're coming out to vote because their vote does count. And that's a huge deal. Uh, and and something that Republicans better, you know, better pay attention. Same thing happens in Georgia. People feel like they vote count. In Philadelphia, people feel like they vote counts. People in Detroit feel like they vote counts, so they come out and vote. You know, I, I don't think I think conservatives in in Atlanta and Philadelphia and Detroit don't vote because they don't feel like it counts, and uh, and that's a serious issue. And uh, oppression suppression doesn't go always one way, uh, Mr. York, not at all. Uh, yeah, I noticed the judge rule out in Arizona where they had those folks proctoring. I guess you could call it uh, ballot boxes. The judge made them move away from the ballot boxes uh, because that was a threat to people's freedom to vote. But you'll find in every state, every state state has different criteria for elected officials. They're, they're not the same in every state. You can use one method in one state and go use that method in another state and it won't work uh, because it's about the, the citizens in that state. They have different needs. So if you're going to run as a candidate, you better be very diverse in your message and what you're trying to get across to people because it's not going to be a one line fits all well I I, I think I agree with you there um, I was going to make some kind of quip about now you're a states rights guy but I, I don't I, I hate to do that because first of all it's really not a states rights issue that you're making and it's a very serious point that um deserves to be heard not joked about so uh, i will refrain <laughs> all right well it's still it's not states rights it's individual rights just like a woman's rights to choose that's what it's about well different states have different needs you're, you're absolutely right and uh that, that's just a truism all right let's take a break and come back This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers, and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented, and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tills Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Get ready for cold weather with Hiller's Happy HVAC Comfort Bundle. Keep your family warm inside and out. Bundle an HVAC replacement system with a germicidal UV light and an extended 10-year warranty, and we'll include a free solo stove. Or get a free solo stove when you buy a whole home generator or water filtration and descaler. Plus, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 12 months. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Hi folks, this is Drake Colley. Join me and Barry Duke for the Front Porch Sports High School Game of the Week. Brought to you by 101.7 WKOM-FM, Murray County Schools, and Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Fiat. Now pregame begins at 5.30 with the complete game broadcast to follow at 7 with Columbia's own Barry Duke and Coach Mike in the booth. Do not miss it. Welcome back to Three News with a View. I'm dude number, dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, broadcasting from home and still feeling sick. How's it going, Del? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Clayton. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, everybody. All right, folks. Now, just to recap, uh, it, it we really don't know who's going to win the Senate or the uh, house in Washington, although it it seems pretty certain that uh, Republicans that the Democrats will retain control of the, of the U.S. Senate, and it seems pretty certain that the, when the dust settles, the Republicans will have control of the uh, U.S. House, and that's a that is a big deal, and that's a big victory. It's just not as big a victory as. Uh, some Republicans and even the media had uh, come to expect what happened yesterday. We shall see. Uh, the you know we'll, we definitely be, will be watching these states that are still counting. Uh, if you're still counting, um, that's that's not good, and it's an indicia of fraud. Uh, so we'll have to see each one of those as they play out uh, to see what's what's going to happen. Here locally, Chaz Mulder re-elected as mayor. Scott Sapecki re-elected to the state house. Uh, Kip Capley uh, elected to an open seat to the state house. Western Murray County is his territory. Uh, Andy Ogles uh elected to the u.s congress an open seat the fifth congressional district by a very uh a a very healthy wide margin over heidi campbell uh you know i went down to the victory party last night and i will say my my impressions of that there was a crowd full upstairs at puckett's i mean a, a room full upstairs at puckett's 
uh, celebrating Andy's victory, although it hadn't been called yet when I was there, but it, it was obvious that it was coming. And uh, I looked around the room. Now, folks, I was born here in Murray County, grew up here, and they're very... I, as a matter of fact, I don't think there are any public gatherings that I can recall other than the one last night that I've been to where I don't look around the room and I know, you know, uh, a fairly substantial number of the people who are there. Uh, although Murray County is full of new faces and new families, uh, that's certainly the story of the last two or three years, but still, I can go to any sort of meeting or club meeting or uh, chamber meeting or I mean, what or church meeting or whatever uh, you know I'll, I, I'll go down to the rotary pancake fundraiser this Saturday and I, I'm sure I'll look around the room and I'll know 10 15 20 percent of the people in there uh, but I looked around that room last night Scott Sapecki was there uh, I knew him but of course, I knew Andy, but I didn't see a familiar face in the whole place, which I think is sort of a hallmark of, of Andy's campaign. I sort of asked, you know, who these folks are. Uh, there were apparently a substantial number of their people there from uh, who were uh, somehow associated with Columbia Academy. The, they had children at Columbia Academy. They taught at Columbia Academy. And I think uh, Scott Specky was... Of course, his children go to Columbia Academy, and I, I think, I surmise, that Scott had invited some Columbia Academy families uh, to come. And then there were a number of, of, of Agathos families there, the Agathos Christian uh, Classical School. And uh, Andy and Monica's children go to uh, Agathos Classical School, as do my grandchildren, although I don't know those young parents and children as well as my son and daughter-in-law do. Uh, so that's sort of a different and new community uh, here in Burry County. I, I'm not sure what conclusions to draw of it, but apparently those were the people who were there. Yeah, Mr. York? Change. Uh, Franklin has gone through what we're about to go through, and that's the old guard that used to control Franklin is no longer controlling Franklin. And you'll find the same thing in any town that's growing. I've worked in many towns that develop and, 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 and created subdivisions, particularly in Franklin. I was in Franklin when the growth started. Yep. And a lot of the older people, you know, they expire, they're gone, so new people move in. And then you get new leadership, different types of leadership, uh, different types of mores and values of those people that are moving in. So it's change. And if you can't deal with change just live long enough you know death taxes and change the only things that that's consistent there you go there you go all right the the uh question is where do we go from here i think we will have a republican um uh, a republican house uh my prediction though is that the democratic party on a national level is going to be falsely emboldened by this and uh, Biden's teleprompter will carry out a very extreme agenda over the next two years, and it won't end well for him. 
Uh, so we'll but see. But I expect just the opposite, Delk. I expect that if the Republicans take over the House, they will not pass one bill that's going to help people in this country. They will be more vindictive. They will be trying to uh, pick up and do things that are per- are uh, uh, directed at per- persons in the in the House. And, and that's going to waste a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort, where they could be coming up with, with bills or legislations that's going to be able to help people. So, you know, that's what I look forward to, <laughs> that, which is not saying much. If, well, if we, I, I mean, I agree with you in a sense that uh, I don't – Biden and, the, and a Republican a House or, or a House or Senate, as the case may be, are not going to work with each other. Uh, the Biden administration, Biden's teleprompter is just not going to do that. The progressive uh, uh, leadership of the Democratic Party, there's no compromise in them. I I disagree. Biden has worked more with trying to get the GOP to to compromise, but that's a dirty word for your party. Compromise is a dirty word. It's all or nothing. Name me one compromise you would offer. Let's just, I, I'm not going to offer anything. That's up to the administration yeah, to offer go. a camp, I'm compromise. Not, no, but I'm, I'm let's saying, just play a game. You know? No, I don't want to play the game because this is serious business. If the GOP wants to compromise with Joe Biden, he's there and ready to do some things. No, he's, providing it's going to help the American public, Ms. not York, just because they want to do it. Ms. York, uh, on, on the border, on gas production, uh, you know, where, where would you be willing to give something? Well, if they would, if they would sit down, let's talk about the border. Let's sit down and talk about it. They, okay. they won't even, they won't even have a discussion about the, the the immigration situation of this country. They want to still leave it like it is, so it can be an issue for everybody. Mister Brock, we played this game before. What would you, what would you be willing to give if you were negotiating on behalf of the Democrats on the border? What would you change the asylum law to be? If people are coming here asking for asylum. What would you do? Mr. York, there's nothing in the asylum law that would be a meaningful compromise. You know, a meaningful compromise. So would you change it, or would you say, we don't have asylum in this country anymore? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, asylum is... Well, I'm saying that's the big problem with immigration. The country allows people to come over here, and if they apply for asylum, they don't send them back to their country. They let them come here and wait for a court date which now, they never would, appear what would for you suggest oh they do no, they, they are law abiding persons that want to come to this country and they're surely going to uh, uh, show up for court Mr. It's York, the folks i mean this is the folks that this that, is not uh, a secret it's well published i mean 90 percent of them never show up for their court hearings it's, it's the person like attacked nancy pelosi's husband that was an immigrant and he overstayed his visa and he and he didn't go back no, they never show up for those hearings. I've worked with I worked with the INS. I worked with ICE. Uh, they just never show up. If, if you they look just up vanish. the data, you'll find that eighty percent of the persons that no, are waiting here for asylum where show up for court. You're getting your data from CNN. They don't show up. Eighty percent of them don't show up. Uh, they just never. There's no incentive for them to show up. Why? They're living in this country. They got jobs. They got families. There's no well, sense who's hiring them if they're not legal immigrants? Who's hiring them? If they got just a visa card, that expires at some point in time. Who's hiring those folks if they got jobs? They've all got fake Social Security cards. 
and uh they, that's what they produce they produce they're usually somebody who's dead or uh whatever i i asked some of the i was working with the social security administration at one point i said well, what happens to all this money that's paid in on dead people's social security cards or duplicate social security cards you know where you got actually two people out there working under the same number and they go oh we just take the money they don't go look but, into but it Dale, let, let's be reasonable if you unemployed yeah let's be reasonable. and you hired an immigrant and he gave you a fake social security number how would you know and you turn and you turn that in to pay his social security and they notified you that it was a fake number they don't do that what would you do First of all, they're not fake numbers. They're real numbers. And they just happen to be somebody else's number. And uh, and I, I've had people that, that have, they file income tax on their number. And, and the IRS found out that it was somebody using their number. So it's going to be found out at some period of time. No, They're not going to work over here for years you, and years and years and never under, get caught. You don't understand the magnitude of this. You're living in Mayberry. Uh, no, it's always you don't understand. You don't understand because well, York, if the numbers are given what to I the understand, IRS, they don't, they going to find what out. What I understand about. is I was assistant U.S. attorney for 25 years. And that don't make a hill of beans being an well, IRS well, agent. Well, I, I actually worked with the IRS with the Social Security Administration and with the Immigration and Naturalization Service and with ICE, Immigration and Custom Enforcement. I work with them day to day. I know what goes on. You don't. So if, if a fake no, if a number's given and nobody researches it, it, it nothing happens. Nobody researches it, Ms. York. The employer, but maybe that's, maybe that's a compromise that we can get on immigration. The, if, be able to track the numbers. Well, although there have been multiple legislation passed on that, nobody really wants to track the number. The Social Security Administration is happy to get the money. You know, they're short. Uh, you know, they, some, some, two people paying on the same number, they just got more money. They're happy to get it. Uh, and the employer, Lord have mercy, you can't find any help these days. The, the job market is so – so if somebody shows up and they got a Social Security card, and, and there's plenty of them out there that are – I mean, they're they're valid. They're real looking. Um, let me let me tell you what happens. Now, if somebody shows up and they got a card, you don't question it. You say, start to work because people need the help that bad. A lot of employers don't even want to pay Social Security. They don't care if the uh, immigrants. Oh, now you're on a Democratic rant. That yeah, they, they, they don't even want to pay Social Security. They pay them cash uh, under the table, some kind of way, and just let them work. They don't pay Social Security. The the only people no, the usually the uh, the illegal immigrants now they 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 have a card now the the people who. Uh, want cash and where are the people who are on disability uh and that's that gets a little more difficult because uh, they get if they if they get reported income they stand to lose their disability um and and so but miss york no i mean there are millions there are literally millions of people working in this country on uh, with very stolen or assumed identities, and um, that's just the way it works. Uh, and the reason the reason it works is because the employers need the help, the illegal immigrants need the job, uh, the uh, and uh, 
Uh, so that no, takes precedent over being done legally, yeah, right? The, the Social Security Administration needs the money, and uh, because Social Security uh, fund is broke, and uh, there you go. So I mean, it, it, it works out well for all parties involved, and uh, maybe it is actually a good thing. Heck, heck, I'm not sure it's not. And yeah, I mean. So, so making money and having your work done is takes priority over doing it legally. That's what you're telling me. I'm saying that there is extreme incentive out there to do it that way, and if you leave the bank vault door op- wide open, people are going to walk in. So we need to close the bank vault door. That's simple. No, it's not. How are you going to do it? Build a wall. Have- no, have people account. You're not going to build a wall and keep people out of anything. You know, that, that that's that's false thinking. But you've got to sit down and talk about plans to help people who actually need asylum to deal with the asylum issue. And you got to help the employers what in this it? country than, that use less people. Less than 1% of the people who actually go to asylum adjudication actually receive asylum. Asylum is a ploy. And again, you've not seen these crazy groups who are their religion is uh you know america has raped and plundered uh wrongly all the people of the world are responsible for their poverty their famine everything else and so the aclu and these other people you know holding these people's hands you know bringing them to court it just I mean it's just giving them assistance is the American way Delk they're nut jobs and it's a religion to them uh, to, to let these poor people in and right the wrongs that America has done to the world alright they have a mission people. to help people who are in need that's what the Statue no, of Liberty it's, a, it's not about the people who need it's about the ACLU and the immigration people and the cares and all those people they're well, nuts Knock down that Statue of Liberty. You won't have to do it. Miss Short. Yeah, let's do it. Bye. Have a great day, folks.